Get involved in the different things that are taking place here at, uh, at this house. It'll change your life. Get plugged in. Be discipled. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13 through 14, and we do have notes tonight for you. Galatians, 13, Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time that we have tonight. And we ask, Lord, for your power to come. Speak to us. Give us a download from heaven. Move in power. May we never be the same. If you have the freedom, once again, to pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead and do that now. Pray in your spirit language right now. Come on, put your hands on your heart and pray in the Spirit. Come on, say, Jesus, change my life tonight by your Word. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We have been uh, preaching quite a bit over the weeks, and it seems to be a a centerpiece or a focal point of the Spirit of God in breaking off curses. Recently, just last Wednesday, we were in the islands and had the opportunity of ministering to our youth group, large youth group. I was very blessed. They have three separate worship teams. Um, I mean, on fire. The place is on fire. And uh, usually, you preaching to youth is not my favorite, but I love preaching to on fire youth. That's just really, really fires me up. They're hungry for the word. I mean, they were just on the edge of their seats. And, and uh, God gave us a word very clearly uh, through, well, through the offering teaching and through a word that one of the students brought. And then a vision, a picture that God gave me of uh, a youth standing before a mirror, fixing their hair, and then beginning to complain with how ugly they were. And beginning to agree with how overweight they were, or how their nose wasn't right, or how they have acne, and on and on, beginning to complain. And it was as if there was a demonic voice speaking to them, pointing out the different shortcomings and their physical attributes, and then they began to agree. And then God gave me the scripture, you cannot drink the cup of demons and the cup of the Lord. You cannot eat at the table of demons and the table of the Lord. And I felt the word to them was that, You can't drink the cup of demons and the cup of the Lord. Basically, stop agreeing with the lies of the enemy. Stop coming in partnership and agreement with what the devil says about your physical body. Stop worshiping at the altar of self-hatred and the mirror in your room. Shoot, I might preach it right now. You should see what I'm looking at right now. Jesus! And so, amen. So we, so we really broke curses off of people and, and set them free. Man, it was awesome. They were lined up. We had to move all the chairs. It was just a powerful time. Jesus, look at your notes, through his death, breaks all curses. 
Jesus declares that the text declares that Jesus took every curse, every curse, and he put himself. He like sucked it up to himself on a tree. Colossians chapter two and verse fourteen says, "And having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us." And that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Everything that you've ever done wrong. Everything that the generations before you ever did wrong. Everything really that you will ever ever do in the future that's wrong. He nailed to himself on the cross. Now that's appropriated. You receive that gift by believing on him and by repenting. Amen? Now because, look at B, because of what Christ has done. We as Gentiles can receive the covenant blessing of Abraham. Now, I've read that many, many times over. And even as we read it now, it's, it's Jesus became a curse for us. Come on, look at, your, look at your text with me. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. I'm going to look at the NIV. This is New King James right there. The NIV says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. It is written, curses everyone who hung on a pole or a tree. He redeemed us in order that. In other words, He did that so that. In other words, the reason that He took the curse upon Himself on the tree was for the purpose of... Of what? Well, let's look. It's right there. For what purpose did He redeem us? That the blessing given to Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Wow! So what's the purpose of Him dying on a cross? The purpose of Him dying on the cross is that you and I would receive the blessing given to Abraham. I think we should know what the blessing of Abraham is. What do you think? I've read that for years and it's like, oh, awesome. Praise the Lord. And just kind of moved on. I want to talk about the blessing of Abraham. The title of the message is, The Blessings of Abraham Are Mine. Come on, say it with me. The Blessings of Abraham are mine. Make it personal. Come on, you ready? The blessings of Abraham are Amen. So what is the blessing of Abraham? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you're thinking about what is the blessing of Abraham. I'm going to tell you what the blessing of Abraham is. Turn to Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24 and verse 1, it says this. Abraham was now old. Some of you feel old. This guy was really old. Now Abraham was old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. God blessed Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? Well, the first thing is, right from the Word of God, that the blessing of Abraham is that God blessed Abraham in all things. He blessed his life, his whole life. His, I mean, it's just the whole thing. He blessed his whole life. God bless Abraham in what? In all things. The second thing we see from Genesis 25. Turn to Genesis 25. Genesis 25 and verse 7. The New International Version reads, Altogether, Abraham lived 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age. Everybody say good old age. An old man full of years, and he was gathered to his people. Let me read the Amplified. Now, if this is too too loud, just turn it down. It's the Amplified version. Okay. The days of Abraham's life were 175 years. Then Abraham's spirit was released. This is the Amplified version. And he died at a good, ample, full, old age. An old man, satisfied and satiated. 
and was gathered to his people. How many of you know what satiated means? How many of you, Thanksgiving, when you have a big old turkey and, and gravy. How many of you like gravy? That smothered thing was probably the Lord, I'm sure. Gravy and mashed potatoes and, and, and stuffing and, and asparagus maybe. And you just eat that and you go back for more. You forget that proverb about a glutton and all that. You put that aside. And you get another plate. And, and, and then you go back for some dessert. Some of my wife's pecan pie just break your mouth. I'm telling you. And you just become satiated. <laughs> satiated is like super full. Lie down and go to sleep. That's satiated. New, the New Living Translation. Genesis 25, verse 7. Abraham lived for 175 years and died at a ripe old age. Having lived a long, satisfying life, he breathed his last and was joined with his ancestors in death. Wow. God blessed. What is the blessing of Abraham? God blessed Abraham, first of all, in all things. Secondly, or B, God blessed Abraham with long life and health. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law in order that the blessing of Abraham... Listen, this will change your prayer life. You understand that one of the one of the main reasons that Christ redeemed us from the curse is so that you can have a long life, be blessed in all things, and have health. I mean, I just believe this is the Word of God. I believe it. It's what it says right there, Galatians. The third thing is that God gave Abraham the covenant blessings He promised to Israel through Moses. Well, what is that? What are those covenant blessings? Turn to Deuteronomy 28. And you'll find this, verses 1 through 14. Now, uh, many times, people in Deuteronomy 28, they read the curses. And it's good to read the curses, I think. But, good Lord, read the blessings. And these are the blessings that come. The covenant blessings of Abraham. They're yours through faith in what Jesus did on the cross. He died on the cross, rose again from the grave, so the curse would be broken, and the blessing of Abraham, what is the blessing of Abraham? We're reading it. That God bless Abraham in all things. That God bless Abraham with long life and health. And thirdly, all of the covenant blessings of Deuteronomy 28. You'll see this verses 1 through 4. Let's read verse 1. And the Lord God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. What are the blessings of Abraham? Very simply, elevation. God will elevate you. God will bless you. God will promote you. Verse 13, on that same vein, says the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be on top and never at the bottom. I've been at the bottom. I don't like it. Has anybody else been at the bottom? We used to play a thing when I was a kid called Pig Pile. And uh, being the youngest of three brothers... I was genuinely on the bottom. And uh, I didn't like it. And, you know, they would do it until, like, you cry. You know what I mean? Like, they can't hear you because your face is in the mud or whatever. you got five guys, ten guys on top of you, and you're gasping for air. Yeah, little do they know, I would grow to be 260 pounds, and they're on the bottom now. Hallelujah! <laughs> the point is, I didn't like being on the bottom. And, and I've, I've been on the bottom in my life, but Jesus... Come on, Jesus redeemed us for the curse that the blessing of Abraham would come upon us. Long life, health. Yes, God blessed Abraham in all things. The covenant blessings given to Israel or given to Abraham are given to us as we've been grafted in. The curse has been broken. 
The first one is elevation. God will promote you. Some of you need to stand on this thing in your job and declare, God's going to promote me because I'm blessed. Be careful what comes out of your mouth. God's going to elevate you. Come on, somebody say, God's going to elevate me. Come on, say, I'm up for a promotion. Come on, say it again, I'm up for a promotion. Listen, I just believed I was taught this way. Uh, by Dr. Morocco as he's a disciple, as he discipled us as we came along. I just believed I'm going to be the next guy that they picked. And you know what? I was. I don't know how that seemed to happen, but it seemed to happen all the time. So always getting the job, always getting promoted, always being moved up. It's just part of the blessing of Abraham. Come on, somebody say, it's not my fault. I'm just blessed. Come on, goodness and mercy. They follow me ever as goodness, as mercy. They're following me. I can't help myself. Hallelujah. You're blessed wherever you are and whatever you do. Verse 3, you'll be blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the fields. I'm blessed when we come and when we go. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm blessed. This is the blessing of Abraham, that you're blessed whatever you do. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. Verse 3, verse 6. You'll be blessed when you come. You'll be blessed when you go out. The third thing we see in the blessing of Abraham found in Deuteronomy 28, the covenant blessings of God, verses 1 through 14, is prosperity. Everybody say prosperity. Verse 4, Deuteronomy 28, verse 4. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. I didn't say fruit of the loom. Fruit of your womb. Come on, that's your children. How many of you have children? Oh, I'm going to get excited tonight. How many of you got kids? Come on, say, my children are blessed. Yeah, you need to stand on that. And when you begin to see something that, that looks like something other than blessing, you rebuke that thing and you stand on the fact that God says, because you have entered into the covenant blessings of Abraham, your, co- your children are blessed. Come on, my children are This is just a promise given to us through the Word of God. I'm going to get excited in a second. Jesus died on a cross, rose again from the grave, broke every curse, became a curse for us, so that, for the purpose of releasing the blessing of Abraham to us Gentiles. And if you're a Jew, then the blessings are to you as well. Prosperity. Verse 5 of Deuteronomy 28. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. Verse 8. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns. That's, come on. Come on, somebody. Yeah. That's your bank. Hallelujah. I've, I've known people that said, Pastor, I don't know what happened, but somebody made a deposit. I said, yeah, man, you're just blessed. They go, I know, it's awesome. Send a blessing on your barns and everything that you put your hand on, everything that you put your hand on, everything that you put your hand on, everything that you put your hand to. Just making sure you're paying attention. The CD wasn't skipping there. Everything I put my hand to, everything I put my hand to is blessed. Look at your hand. Come on, look at your hand. Come on, somebody say they're loaded. I got a hold of this. I was a tour guide, and I've told this story many times, but I'll just tell it again. 
I was a tour guide uh, leaning people down the steepest paved road in North America. It's the road that goes from the top of Mount Haleakala, 10,023 feet, down to sea level in under 40 road miles. And it's, it's an amazing road. And we would lead them down that road on bicycles. We would get people, I remember we had one guy, older gentleman sitting in the back, and we would usually say, okay, so we're going to ride bikes, it's going to be great, we just want to find out about your biking experience, and, and you know, when's the last time you rode a bike and where you're from? Okay, sir, all the way in the back, uh, yes, uh, when's the last time you rode a bike? Tell us where you're from the last time you rode a bike. I'm from, uh, I'm from San Jose, and uh, the last time I rode a bike, I was, uh, I was in Honolulu, in, in Hawaii. When was that? Be a World War II. I said, "Oh Jesus, <laughs> for real, it's a real story." The people get on these bikes, and we would have all kinds of accidents. I mean, it was horrible. If you went off, if you went off the edge of the road, there's no guardrails. You know, lava rock's pretty unforgiving. You'll be wanting the blessing of the blessing of Abraham if you were on that bike trip. And I guess some of the folks didn't have the blessing of Abraham. At any rate, we had some accidents, and it wasn't really good. And I began to have a lot of accidents, and it was upsetting to me. Very upsetting. And I decided I didn't want to have that anymore. And I got a hold of this scripture and some other ones. And I began to realize, man, I need to lay hands on these people. We need greater protection over my tour. And so God gave me a plan. And I would get with my little bike, and I'd be the first bike. And then behind me would be 13 other bike riders. And we'd be all at the top of the mountain, and we'd get ready to go. And then we'd cream off the top and down the hill. And so as I would stand there, it would be just about before we're ready to go. And the Lord basically told me, I want you to bow the knee and pray until my power comes on you. And then get up, turn around, and slap every one of them five. And when you're slapping them five, you believe that I will anoint them to ride and not have accidents. So I would get on, I would hold my bike, and they go, are you ready? And they go, yes. I go, all right. And then I'd take a knee, and I'd just say, come on, Jesus. And sometimes I'd have to sit there for 15 to 30 seconds. Okay, that's about five seconds. So you had people looking at you, and I remember having people going, I think he's praying. Oh, my God, he's praying. Oh, my God. (laughs) And all kinds of stuff happened. I would turn around. As soon as I felt the presence and the power of God, I'd get up, put my bike down, turn, have them all lift their hands like this. Go on, lift your hands. Everybody, lift your your hand on the inside. Lift your hand on this side. Come on. Come on, I'd go and I'd slap them. Five, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, all right. And I'd anoint them. There we go. We don't want to leave anybody out. Hey, thank you, Jesus. And then we would go, and I began to have the safest record on the mountain. And I made more tips than anybody else in the history of tips on the mountain. I think I still hold the record. Somebody say, I've got the blessing. Come on, somebody say, God's prospering me. Verse 11 of Deuteronomy 28, the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb. One of the things we're seeing is we're seeing people that have been barren, not able to have kids. They're having children. I think, I, uh, Pastor Karen, if you're in here, I, I, I prayed over three different Three different people prophesied over them in Maui. They're going to all have kids. And watch. The news is going to come. Better go get their little test strips. Because you're going to get pregnant. You know, they're married. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Come on, somebody say they're married. All right, good. Verse 12. The Lord will open the heavens. Well, I need to just pause for a second. 
Having children while you're married is God's intention. Many have made a mistake. It doesn't mean the end of the world. You just get back up, you praise God for the child that you have, and you begin to live for him. But it's much better, way easier to do it God's way. All right, so no, no condemnation for anybody. Verse 12, Deuteronomy 28. The Lord will open the heavens and the storehouse of his bounty. Wow. To send you rain on your land in season. Or snow as the case may be. And bless all the works of your hands. <laughs> wow, the blessings of Abraham, the covenant blessings of, of Israel are given to us because of what Jesus did on the cross. My goodness, look at the fourth thing, victory. Everybody say victory. Come on, put your hand, put your fingers up like this and say victory, victory, victory. Come on, say it again. Victory, victory, victory. Verse 7, the Lord will grant that your enemies who rise up against you be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction and flee from you in seven. That means if they come in two directions, they flee from you in 14. That means if they come at you in three directions, they'll flee from you in... 21 directions. It means no matter how they come at you, God will give you victory. 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 Come on, say it. Victory. Victory. I mean, all the days of your life, there's nothing that can take you out. You're the blessed of God. You got the blessing of Abraham. You got the blessing of Abraham. Amen. Come on, somebody say, I'm blessed. Come on, somebody say, I got victory. Woo. Look at D. God blessed Abraham with a relationship with him. And you'll see this in Genesis 15. And this is probably the greatest blessing of all. After this, the word of the Lord came. Genesis 15.1 Came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid. Abram, pardon me. I am your shield and your very great reward. Blessing of Abraham is also found in the intimate relationship with Jesus through the, through the cross and through his death, his resurrection and the blood that Covers over your sin. My goodness. I mean, I, everything I've ever wanted, I've found in God. Everything I've ever looked for, I've found in Him. Look at E. God blessed Abraham by making him a source of blessing. Genesis 12, you'll see this. I'll make you into a great nation and bless you. I'll make your name great. And you will be a, a blessing. Some of you don't understand that because you've received Jesus and you're walking with Him, that this blessing of Abraham upon your life, the blessing of God upon you, you become a source of blessing. That literally because you work where you work, that place is blessed because you work there. That because you go there, because you're a part of a family maybe that doesn't appreciate God, but because you're in it, your family's going to end up being blessed. Come on, somebody say, I'm a source of blessing. Come on, somebody say, when I show up, blessing shows up. Come on, after all, goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life, right? Surely. I haven't figured out who Shirley is. It's some really anointed lady somewhere. Anyway, I'm a source of blessing. Come on, say, I'm a source of blessing. All right, that's all good, Pastor. But how do I make the, how do I make the blessings of Abraham mine? All right, how to make the blessing of Abraham yours. Verse 13, 
of Galatians 3, once again, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. It is written, curses everyone hung on the tree. The first thing is, make Jesus Christ Lord. Okay, that mean that's not that doesn't mean he's your cosmic bellhop. That doesn't mean you come to him when you're in trouble and he helps you out. That doesn't mean that you come to him when you're just sick and then he can help you or you're really desperate and you need some help. That means you make him Lord. 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 What does that mean? That means he is master over everything in your life. That he purchases you he redeems you, but it's all His. It's all His. And He makes you a steward. And if you hold the little chamber of your heart, like, I, I, you know, I want the goosebumps, Lord, I want the blessing, I want all that, but I just want this little bitty thing. I know I probably shouldn't have it, but... Okay, well, He's either the Lord of all, or He's not the Lord at all. You've all heard of that? Make Him the Lord of every area of your life. Make Him the Lord of your money. Make Him the Lord of your finances. Make Him the Lord of your relationships. Make Him the Lord of your home. Come on, if Jesus was Lord, you wouldn't go to some of the movies you go to for the love of God. Give me a break. You tell me Jesus can sit through an R-rated movie. I'm sorry, not the Jesus I serve. He can't sit through some of that stuff. Well, hallelujah, I'm going to go find encouragement. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Woo, pastor. Just feel a little offense creeping in. You know, some people really want to be have a blessed life, but they're not willing to do what they're supposed to do to get it. Make him Lord. Everybody say, make him Lord. I don't want to make him Lord. He's got all those rules and regulations. and I, I just don't want to do that, you know. I mean, if God really loved me, he'd just let me do what I want. Are oh, you give me a break. Slap yourself. Take your right hand with exceeding force and hit yourself upside the head. You're really not worshiping God, you're worshiping yourself. And you see, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy in love with my wife. And, and I love my children. Now, when I got home, nobody had to tell me in Hawaii to buy gifts for my kids and my family. Nobody. Why? I love them and I want to bless them. When you, when you really understand what Jesus did for you on a cross, the rules and the regulations, it's not about rules and regulations. You'll become so in love with God that you'll just begin to live for Him because you don't want to hurt Him. I was talking to a brother today. He says he's struggling with some different things. And he said the most profound thing to me. He said, Pastor, tears running down his face. He said, I just don't want to hurt God anymore. I thought, holy smokes, this guy's got a revelation. You start thinking about how you hurt and wound the Lord through your own rebellion. How we wound others. We want the blessing of God, but we don't want to make Him Lord. You want the blessing of Abraham, you've got to make Him you got to make Him Lord. Amen. B, look at B. you got to walk by faith. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham, this is verse 14 of Galatians 3, might come on the Gentiles through faith. So, well, pardon me. Through Christ Jesus, so that by, by what? By faith. By confident assurance of what you cannot see. By faith. Hebrews 11 defines what faith is. Confident assurance of what you can't see. By faith. You gotta walk by faith. Everything you see here happened by faith. We didn't have one nickel to buy the building and we own it outright. Everything you see here happened by faith. We didn't have a building. We didn't, we didn't have any land. 
Pastor Ken Gable, God bless him, came, really pioneered for a while. And together as a church as a whole, we bought a large piece of property. I think it's 18 acres. Is that right? I got that right, 18 acres. And, and we purchased that place. And many of you were there during that. And I, I certainly sowed seed and believed God, though I wasn't living in Alaska at the time. And as a whole church, I'm talking the whole church, all of the extensions, the cathedrals, all of us agreed. We voted in a meeting, let's buy the 18 acres in Alaska. The church itself couldn't have bought it at that time, just in Alaska, but overall we could do it. We did it. God caused that, that property that we bought for $675,000 four or five years later to be $3.5 million. Pretty good investment. Well, it all happened by faith. We didn't have money to buy the property. The property wasn't even for sale. Listen, you want the blessing of Abraham, you're going to have to step out. You're going to have to take some steps of faith. What does that look like? That could be looking like getting involved as an usher. It could be any, it could be looking like getting involved as a greeter. It could be being a part of the worship team. It could be coming and praying. Come on. It could be getting up early to pray. If you want the blessing of Abraham, you've got to walk by faith. What is God calling you to do? What are you believing God for? Now take steps of faith. Now there is a difference. This is, this is good right here. Look at number one. There is a difference between positional blessing and appropriated blessing. Positional blessing and appropriated blessing. Positional blessing. Because you're a child, you're in a family, then you're blessed. In other words, my kids, my children are blessed. You know, they don't always feel like it because, you know, sometimes we just go through stuff or whatever. But they know they're blessed. They have all the clothes they need. They can basically have anything they want. We try not to spoil them. They've got a roof over their head. They have heat. They're part of a family that loves God. They've seen other families destroy themselves, and they realize, holy smokes, I think we're blessed to have parents that love us, that love the Lord, that love each other. They're blessed simply because they were born into this home right here, and they're blessed because they're part of my house. That's, that's positional blessings. They're blessed simply because they're, they're Pastor Karen and Pastor Daniel's children. Amen. So that, that's, that's positional blessings. Appropriated blessing is you taking it. Salvation. The Canaan's land, God gave the children of Israel Canaan's land. It's fascinating though. Cause like, if I'm just gonna give, if I'm just gonna give Minister Alex, I better not, he might not give it back. If I, if I give my beautiful wife my phone. Okay, I gave it to her. She didn't have to do anything, I just gave it to her. Salvation is a gift, but you have to believe, right? You've got to repent, you've got to believe, and then it's yours. <laughs> Canaan's land's an interesting thing. See, the renewing of your mind is not an instantaneous thing that happens. See, your mind is kind of like what Canaan's land is. You have to appropriate the blessing. What do you mean by that? We all come with stinking thinking. Everybody, everyone here is, has got mindsets that are contrary to the Word of God. And you have to change them. Otherwise, you'll end up living a lie and messed up in your life and not walking in the fullness of the blessing, right? So you have to renew your mind. How do you do that? You do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. You've got to read the Word. You've got to understand what truth is and begin to live it out, no matter what your feelings say, right? 
Canaan's land, the promised land was given to the children of Israel, but guess what they had to do? They had to go kick out the giants. They had to evict the squatters. You want the full blessing of Abraham? I'm telling you now. It will not happen just because you look pretty or cute. It will not happen just because you go to church. It will not happen just because you lift your hands and say, Shondai, Shuba, Bam, Bam, and worship Jesus. You've got to appropriate the blessing of God by renewing your mind. You're not a dirt bag that's supposed to go in the back and eat worms. You're a child of the living God. You've been bought with a price. You've been redeemed from the curse. You are the blessed of the Lord. You're a holy nation, a royal priesthood. You've got to understand who you are and you begin to stand in it. And having done all else to stand, continue to stand, decreeing, declaring the blessing of God in your life. No matter what you feel. Man, I'm spraying spit. I must be anointed today. Jesus, help me. Are you appropriating the blessing of God? There's positional blessing just because you're saved. That's great. There's another level. There's another level of dominion. There's another level of authority. There's another level of understanding who you are in God and beginning to walk in that so that we can take our cities for Christ. So that we can cross over rivers and take cities. I felt like the Lord told me, even at the beginning of the year, that this is a year for crossing over rivers and taking cities. And God is going to use an unusual people that begin to believe Him, begin to believe His Word, that walk not only in positional blessing, but begin to appropriate the full dunamis power of the Spirit of God and seek God manifested everywhere they go. You don't have to settle for the lies of the enemy. You can evict them. You should evict them. You're supposed to evict them. And if you don't, you've got nobody to blame but yourself. I've had to scrap for sanity. I had to wage warfare over every bit of sanity and renewed mind I got. Some of it came easy, actually, but most of it didn't. Some of you wonder why there's not a greater release of the power of God in your life. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to appropriate. You've got to claim it. You've got to take it. Oh, hallelujah. Look at two. Find the good fight of faith. We're talking about how do I make the blessings of Abraham mine. Fight the good fight of faith, Ephesians. Fight the good fight of faith, Ephesians 6. Revelation 21, 7. He who overcomes, we're called to be overcomers. But you've got to fight. The Apostle Paul tells his son in the faith, wage a good warfare with a prophetic word spoken over you. It's a fascinating scripture. So we see that Timothy gets his word And the Apostle Paul tells him, wage a warfare with it. Wow. How many of you ever got a prophetic word? Or if you haven't gotten one, you're going to get one soon. What do you do with that prophetic word? You take it like a rock in a sling and you sink it into the head of every giant you come against. In your thinking, it's not people, of course. We've worn out against flesh and blood, right? You gotta pray, look at, look at your notes, pray. Believe in God's promises and declare them. I'm blessed in the city. 
Right? I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. Hey, who's that? Oh, that's goodness. That's mercy. Praise God. Where's Shirley? I don't know. Got to take steps of faith. You're believing to buy a house? You don't have any money? Start looking. What do you mean? Oh, there's all kinds of ingenious things God can do for the person who walks by faith. Start looking. Take steps of faith. Thirdly, how to make the blessing yours. Look at Galatians 3 again. Verse 13. Christ redeemed us. From the curse of the law, you're all there. Verse 13, Galatians 3, becoming a curse for us, it is written, curses everyone who hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Listen, the third way you receive the blessings of Abraham is be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just a theology. It's a reality. The reality of the infilling of the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit will give you a greater sensitivity to His voice. Fill in your notes. The Holy Spirit will give you a greater sensitivity to His voice. It's great to have vision, but if you're about to go off a cliff, you better be able to hear His voice to say, turn a right turn before you go off the cliff. The Holy Spirit will open your ears. In fact, Deuteronomy 28 I can't read my own notes, so I'm going to move on. Oh, I got Deuteronomy 28. Those who got the curses released is basically because they didn't hear the voice of the Word of God. They didn't hear God's Word. They didn't obey His Word. They didn't, they didn't hear it. You've got to have the Holy Spirit operating your life so as you may hear His voice. Two, the Holy Spirit bears His fruit in us. Does what? Bears His fruit in us. Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, oh my goodness. Turn to Galatians 5. Underline it. Double underline it. Draw a box around it. Turn there, Galatians 5. Quick, hurry up. Take your time. Galatians 5. Well, this will help you control yourself. Woo! Everybody listening. Galatians 5, verse 24. Those who belong to Jesus Christ. Does anybody here belong to Jesus? Raise your hand if you belong to Him. Raise your hand. All right, raise your hand if you belong to Jesus. All right, and if you don't, then we can redeem that in just a minute. We'll remedy that. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Hold the phone, Batman. Does that mean if you've not crucified your passions and desires, it could be possibly that you don't belong to Jesus? I think it might be possible, yes. Is that possible? Oh no, you don't think so? So if you belong to Jesus, that means you've crucified your sinful nature. I'm getting convicted. Jesus, help me. Am I the only one being convicted? I smell, I smell something in here. Oh. Can I tell you something? Don't ever smell a mic.
need prayer right now. I think my eyes watered up and stuff. The Holy Spirit bears His fruit in us. One of the reasons the curse came upon a people, as it says in Deuteronomy 28, let me read this to you, verse 47. And we're all over the Word of God tonight. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47, Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity, therefore in hunger and thirst and nakedness and dire poverty, you will serve the enemies the Lord sends against you. Oh. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until it's destroyed you. Oh. Some of you going around murmuring, complaining, pitching a little fit about how hard it is for you. You're not burning at the stake, and you certainly haven't resisted to the point of shedding blood. Grab yourself by your bootstraps, pray, bootstraps, pray in tongues, and get on with it. For the love of God. That's good preaching. Amen. Praise God. Oh, look at this. Turn to turn to First Corinthians. We're almost done. First Corinthians ten. Minister Alex, would you come on the piano for me, please? First Corinthians ten ten. And do not grumble as some of them did. You need to underline this in your Bible. It'll help you from being a murmurer. First Corinthians ten ten. And do not grumble as some of them did, and were killed by the destroying angel. Literally, what it's saying is when you grumble and you complain, when you don't joyfully and gladly serve the Lord, that it releases potentially can release a destroying angel on your life. Let that help you keep you from complaining. Rejoice in the Lord. My goodness. We need the fruit of the Spirit. We need His gifts. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit releases His gifts and His power through us. Part of the blessing of Abraham is that we have His gifts by the Spirit to release His love and power to people. For the Holy Spirit causes us to live holy and give honor to God through our lives. Deuteronomy 28, again, verse 58. If you listen carefully and follow the words of this law, which are written in this book, and do not revere this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will send fearful plagues on you and your descendants, harsh, prolonged disasters, and severe and lingering illness. Good night. Galatians 5.16 Let the word preach all by itself. You ready? So I say live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. So that you not do, pardon me, they are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Hmm. Verse 19, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, 
says the Apostle Paul, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. The best way to walk in the blessings is to stay filled with the Spirit. Otherwise, a curse might come upon you. The blessings of Abraham are mine. Say it. The blessings of Abraham are mine. But you must do your job, your role. Positional blessings, appropriated blessings. How do I get to keep the blessing of Abraham? Receive Jesus, walk by faith, be filled, stay filled with the Holy Spirit. How do I receive the blessing? How are the blessings of Abraham mine? Very simple. It's right there in Galatians 3. Receive Jesus, repent of your sin, believe that He died on the cross, rose again from the grave. Number two, walk by faith. Believe that He wants to bless you. Declare it. Proclaim it. Number three, be filled with the Holy Ghost. And stay filled. Because we leak. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Come on, somebody say the blessings of Abraham are mine. Stand upon your feet, won't you? That was a good word, man. I, I encouraged myself with that. That was a good word. Come on, somebody say hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 Lift your voice and worship. Lift your voice and worship. Lift your voice and worship the King. Lift your voice and worship. Lift your voice and worship. Lift your voice and worship the King. There's not much in there. There's a little cot. That's it. They're sitting in the jail cell. But the fascinating thing about what I'm seeing right now is that the doors of the cell are wide open. And yet, they sit there not realizing that the door has been open. And I declare to you tonight, that the curse has been broken off of your life. But you must walk out of the cell yourself. 
You have to get up off of your stool. You have to get up off of your apathy. You have to get up off of your lethargy. You have to get out of your bad attitude, your mumbling, murmuring, complaining, and begin to walk out into your promised land. you got to begin to say, I'm coming out of this thing. And sure, you'll have a big, a big Goliath stare at you. Just take a stone from the Word of God and sink it into his forehead like David did. And move on. Move in. If you feel like you just, you've been sitting in the middle of a jail cell. I need more mic real bad. How's that? If you feel like you've been in the middle of a jail cell. Door is closed. I declare to you. Oh, thank you. I declare to you that the door's been opened because of what Jesus did. If that's you, you feel like, man, I need out of this thing. Come to the front right now. in the field. God is going to elevate me. I'm going to walk in victory. Come on, say it again. I'm going to walk in I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to be prospered emotionally, physically, and financially. I'm going to have a long life. God is going to bless everything I put my hands to. Come on, say it again. God is going to bless everything I put my hands to. He became a curse for me so that I could be free and so that I could walk in the blessing of Abraham and receive the promise of the Spirit. I'm going to be full of the Spirit of God. I'm going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to walk in dominion. I'm going to walk in authority. I'm going to heed, heed the voice of the Lord. I'm free. I'm on fire. I've been delivered. My family is blessed because I'm in my family. I'm the head, I'm not the tail. I'm on top, I'm not underneath. I got the blessing of God. Come on, say it, I got the blessing of God. Come on, say, I'm blessed of God. Come on, shout to God like you just got your miracle.
Jesse, come and lead that right there. Come on, you just release blessing. the Lord. Danny boy, come up on the platform. You're going to help me close, son. Take someone by the hand. Okay, come on. Let's pray for each other. Pray for the person on your right, person on your left. God bless you, those that are online. Come on. Live in the blessing. Amen. Positional blessing and appropriated blessing. you got to fight. you got to wage a warfare for the blessings of God in your life. Come on, let's lift our voice. Pray for the person on your right, person on your left. Father, Lord, I pray for this country. I pray that this country would change. The country would know more of you, Lord. In Jesus' name. God, and I continue in that prayer. Lord, that our, this United States of America would not be vomited out, as it says in the book of Leviticus. Lord, that, that you would come back upon our country as we seek you. We pray for the upcoming elections, God you would put your person in office. That you would call it righteousness exalts any people, but sin is a disgrace to a nation and brings destruction. God, let America rise again in greatness and bring a great revival, Lord, to America. Lord, even to Alaska, we contend and declare and proclaim, Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. You shall be saved. We thank you that we are a part of the covenant blessing of Abraham because we've been grafted in through Christ Jesus. We receive the promise of the Spirit. Let us walk, God, in the fullness of that. Walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Walking in victory, prosperity. Walking in health and wholeness. Father, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. Bless them. And give them peace. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you Tuesday night at 7.30. Praise God.